when we use physical elements to accomplish what the Holy Spirit wants to accomplish through his word and the gospel, then we move into idolatrous areas where we're saying we need this to encounter yeah. the Lord. Yes. Welcome to Soundless Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music, where we explore what the Bible has to say about music and worship in the church and encourage those who plan, lead, and participate in their Sunday gatherings each week. Hello, and welcome to the Soundless Doctrine podcast. My name is David Zimmer. My name is Bob Coughlin. And we have Devin Coughlin with us. It's good yes. to be here. And it is the start of season six. This is amazing. We actually made it to the sixth season. <laughs> I wasn't sure we'd make it through one, but we did. We did. And here we, we did. Are. And welcome. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, the topic today is how should we think about lighting on Sunday mornings? Mm-hmm. And we received uh, this question um, sent to us from Darren, and I'm going to read it, uh, and then we'll get into the conversation. You recently did an episode on technology in our gatherings, but I'm curious to hear your deeper and more nuanced thoughts on the specific category of lighting. He's assuming we do have deeper and more nuanced <laughs> yeah, thoughts. We don't know. But I've heard Bob express in the past that his preference is for the lights to be on during Sunday services. Uh, but many of Sovereign Grace live recordings and gatherings from the albums are done with the lights pretty dim. He's very perceptive. He is. Uh, so I'd love to hear from you both on this subject, including you, Devin. Uh, Are you not included in that both? Do you think? I don't know how to read that either way. Is the lighting, two of us. Is the lighting two of us. on Sunday mornings at Sovereign Grace Church different than it is for a live recording? Good question. That's the first question. If so, what are the reasons for that? And how do you guys find a healthy balance that keeps people, uh, that helps bring people toward agreement? And unity. So there were a lot of questions yeah. at the end there. Can I say at the outset, I you said his name's Darren? Yes. I really appreciate his thoughtfulness and mm-hmm. the fact that yes. he is considering how what are the implications of, of lighting as we gather to sing. And I think uh, for the vast majority of people that are responsible for leading singing, it's kind of a foregone conclusion that we're going to use whatever resource, if we have lighting resources, we're going to use Mm -hmm. them for production purposes. Uh, Or people on the other end of the spectrum is like, I've never ever thought about what the lights are doing on a Sunday. Right. Um, But Darren, I mean, still going back to the technology conversation we had. Yes. uh, Darren's actually thinking about, no, what are we seeking to accomplish? Yeah. And then how do we use what we have to help accomplish that? Mm -hmm. So that's great. And if you haven't listened to that, uh, Sampless Doctrine episode on technology. It's a good one. Yeah. That we, Devin, you shared a lot of thoughts it's about really how to think about technology in our meetings. So, um, yeah, well, Darren's right. We do have different lighting on like a Sunday morning uh, than we would at a, a conference. They're two different events. Yeah. And uh, the, the you know, a recording is not a Sunday morning gathering. It's not the gathering of the church. It's a gathering of a group of people who have come together to sing our songs, help us make videos so that we can mm-hmm. get the songs out, so that they can be sung in churches, yep. you know, in gatherings, church gatherings. So it is a very So when we think about lighting, the first thing we think about is context. Context, yeah. Yep. What is the context? Yes. So And uh, so if, if you went to a concert... Yeah. Not, I mean, completely unrelated. Yeah. If you went to a concert, you would expect, or or a theatrical performance, or yeah. even a sporting event, you would expect yes. the lighting to be a certain way to serve mm-hmm. people in 
enjoying, watching, whatever, participating in mm -hmm. what was going on. Well, because in those contexts, the focus is on who's on stage. Right. Yeah. I don't go to a concert to look at everybody else in the audience. Yeah, to look around. Right. I actually don't want to see the person that's sitting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. crazy fans. <laughs> exactly. A couple seats over. Which is very different from the church. Yeah. When we are called to teach and admonish one another, we we have gathered to address, speak to one another, address one another. Ephesians five. Um, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So it's actually talking about the time when we're singing that we are supposed to be doing this to each other. Mm -hmm. So if there are no, if the lights are down, you can't see, it's it just, it's a different context. Mm -hmm. So, but there are a lot of churches today, I'm going to throw this out at you guys, there are a lot of churches today that have taken on this more, Theatrical rock concert. Uh, I mean, uh, rock Pro production. Production oriented. Production oriented yeah. is a good way of saying it. Um, where the the people in the seats in the pews, their light is either out mm -hmm. or very low, mm -hmm. and all the lighting is uh, focused on what's on the what's on the front. What's in the front. Yeah. So, I think we should start with what are the good things about that? Why? Why would that be helpful? Why are we even doing that? So, so assuming people are thinking about it, yeah, what might they be thinking in making that choice to keep the lights in the congregation low mm -hmm. and the lights on the front high? Yeah, it's interesting. I think uh, in my context, we meet in a, um, a school cafeteria that actually has a lot of natural light. We could close the blinds. There's a, a conversation I often have with uh, the guy who would be more responsible for production, and it's about how much light do we have. And to just put my cards on the table, I like a lot of light. <laughs> and uh, the one of the, one of the one aspect of those conversations is he wants to make sure that people can see the words that are projected on the screen. Mm. Now it's funny. I mean, you go huh. back to uh, when most churches were using hymnals. Right. The yes, idea yes. of not having a lot of light yeah. was functionally impossible. Mm. Yeah. Right. Uh, mm. Because people were looking down and reading words and notes. Yeah. Um, now we're looking up at a lighted screen, and uh, if there's too much natural light, right, there comes a point where you may or may not be able to see the words that are being projected on the screen. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one one factor i think in this conversation and yeah. when people are thinking about it all right let's have the lights down more so people can see more clearly both who's leading mm -hmm. and what's going on mm -hmm. so they can participate or follow along and then what's being projected on the screen so they can participate yeah um, i think another factor would be there's this idea and i, I think there's some merit to it is i'm here to engage with god yeah and so i should have i don't want to be distracted like in yeah. a concert i don't want mm -hmm. to be distracted mm -hmm. by those people around me, I want to engage with God and 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 worship Him, and so it's yes. a very strictly vertical um, idea. And there's there's some truth to that. That's what we're gathered to do. Uh, the how we think about distraction that's a different different conversation, yes. different category. But right. I think that also plays into how people think about lighting. Those are the first things that come well, to mind. Well, and we said in our in our podcast, "Open the eyes of my face, Lord." We talked about how we're so prone to close our eyes to focus yeah. all of our attention and energy on okay, it's just me and the Lord, and I'm just drowning everything out. Yeah. I think the lights just naturally do that. Like, well, uh, I'm focusing yeah. in one direction, <laughs> yeah. and if I don't want to look that way, I'll just close my eyes. Yes, uh, yeah. we're, like, we're already going to set that dark 
setting for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Keep your eyes open, not see anything. Yeah. Um, you can also, uh, talking about the idea of focus, you can focus, it can help people focus on who's speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just direct your eyes there. There's not as much distraction around you. I, I, yeah, go ahead. I think it. Um, people have said it can make you feel more comfortable, less conspicuous, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the lights are all up, you're there, you see everybody. Um, lights are down, people are less aware of you. And so that just can make people... Until you trip on something and fall into their lap, <laughs> and they're very aware of you. Yeah, well, I was, I was also going to say uh, you can create a lot of different moods with lighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there could be set setting changes, you know, that are following the flow of so your service. So, for more reflective song, yeah. bring the lights down. Right, yep. right, right. And that's that's something that throughout church history, the church has utilized in different ways um, as they think about using symbols to communicate truths about God. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's, I think there's, it's a, it's a worthwhile consideration for us as we have this conversation. Yes. Is there a place for that? Do so you think about like a good Friday service a church might have? Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, and where it might be candlelit and at, at the end of that service, mm-hmm. just to symbolize Christ being laid in the tomb, yeah. all the lights are out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that communicates the, the reality of something that just, that has taken place that we're remembering mm-hmm. um, together. And that's... That can that can be powerful. Yeah. So mm-hmm. lights can be legitimately used for theological reasons. I think is what you're saying. More or less. Yes. To tie. Yeah. Not. It's a consideration. It's yes. a consideration. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I would. Uh, we'd want the those who are listening or watching to know, this is not like a first tier priority mm-hmm. in in terms of our faith or in terms of the Sunday. I, well, I put it right under my statement of faith. You know, okay. kind of have, <laughs> this is what we believe Gavin, Gavin about lighting. <laughs> <laughs> about lighting. <laughs> But like many of the things we talk about on the podcast, we're just we're just trying to ask questions yep. and help mm-hmm. us ask questions that bring us closer to what would God's desire for mm-hmm. us be here? Yep. And it, they're wisdom issues. Sometimes they're hard issues, but if we don't think about it, we don't even know. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and oftentimes these are uh, conversations that should be had at a local level. Mm-hmm. I mean, at a, at a specific congregation Absolutely. and worked through with. The, the elders and leaders of a church. Um, and, and that's where it's like, all right, yeah, what is, what is glorifying to God and edifying for this group of people? Yes, yes. Um, and so these are, the, I think, the things we're saying. It's, it's more about having the conversation in a biblically informed way uh, rather than prescribing something. Yes, this is how yes, every yep, church totally. should look. And, yep. and we want to avoid a reaction on, on two extremes. One would be, uh, you know, if I just can't sing to the Lord when the lights are down, it just right. it's so just oppressive. I can't do it. Or the opposite reaction, which is, well, I just can't, you know, worship the Lord here in song because the lights are up, and you know, you guys are just so so basic. And you know, why don't you use technology? It's a gift from God. You know, just that that judgment of others who don't agree with us. We can we can show grace. That, yeah. that we've been given, we, that we've been shown. And that, mm-hmm. that's our goal in talking about this, is that we experience more of God's grace, mm-hmm. not less. But again, our aim is to please the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we want to ask that question, So, how should we think about lighting? Does that play into it? So we've talked about some, I think, of the reasons why people um, you know, think lowering the lights is a good thing. 
Um, what would be some of the reasons why it may not be such a good thing? You mind me throwing out the question? No, not at all. I mean, I think um, I think we mentioned that technology podcast that Dev was on, and I just think what was so helpful is just because you have the opportunity, just, just because you have access to every color doesn't mean that they need to be utilized on rainbows all the Sunday time. mornings, you, you know, and I think... Um, I think the biggest thing you miss out on, and I know we're going to talk about this, is you miss out on the one another's. I just think you miss mm, out on mm, being mm. able to to see one another. Yes, and that is one of the biggest differences between that and a between a Sunday morning and a concert, mm. as has already been stated. Mm-hmm. So I just it's a unique opportunity, uh, especially even from a leadership side, where you look out and you can see people's faces. Yes, I think interactionally that's just there's nothing else like it yes and i'm going to answer my own question um there are just so many references in scripture about us about light being a good thing mm-hmm. um you begin with genesis where god's saying let there be light and so the very first thing first genesis act of creation. one three mm-hmm. um and I've, I've written some and, some down here and it's interesting that god says that prior to there ever being a son. Yes, yes. And so it's it's this yeah. reflection of his, or it's a symbol of his glory yes. shining forth. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see, I mean, at the end of scripture in, in Revelation, when there is no more yeah. sun, there is still light. Yes, yeah. there's still light. Um, and so just recognizing, oh, the, the Bible actually talks a lot about light and the goodness of light, and the goodness of light stems directly from the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one of the things I think that's applicable for the gathering is that glory of God, the light of the glory of God, is in the face of Jesus Christ, but it's expressed through his people. It's it's in the gathering of the people. So you have Isaiah 60, verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Mm. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you. And his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. There's a connection between who we are in Christ and mm. the fact that we are a people of light. Again, you you can't press this into a, a one-to-one correspondence. Okay, so never talk But it should be a part of the conversation. <laughs> it should be a part of the yeah. conversation. And then you're going to, you're looking at something in the New Testament, so I'll let you pick that well, up. I was just going to say, um, I mean, Peter picks up on similar themes mm in first Peter two. Uh, and he, he's talking about talking to this, uh, this church of exiles who, who feel like they have no, no yes. place. Um, and he's saying, no, this is who you are. And so he, he reminds them, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellences mm-hmm. of him who called you out of darkness mm-hmm. into his marvelous light. Mm. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Mm. So this is what God has done in the people in the church. This is what we've been mm. brought into. And so not only is there that that theme of darkness and light, uh, and and God, I mean, from from the beginning, from uh, you go back to uh, the people of Israel and Egypt, and and God establishes them as a people at that Passover as He delivers them. Yes, mm-hmm. going from darkness. Yeah. To light as he leads them out um and so there's just that theme all the way through scripture mm. um, right now we're in we're preaching through matthew as a church and uh matthew's narrative his passion narrative he matthew's very careful to note 
when it is nighttime, which Matthew 26 all takes place huh. at <laughs> night in darkness, and when it is daytime. And uh, when you get to the beginning of Matthew 27, it's the morning. Jesus is delivered over to Pilate. But later that day, darkness is going to come over the yeah. face of the earth when mm. it should be light. Mm. I mean, yeah. Israel, for Israel, this is for the religious leaders of Israel. This is this is a new beginning. Mm -hmm. Yet darkness yeah, wow. overwhelms that light as the Son of God is crucified. The innocent one is crucified. Mm. And uh, but then he in Matthew twenty eight uh, at at dawn's early light he rises from the dead yeah so there i mean oh, scripture so has a lot to say about <laughs> darkness and light and again not to you don't want to uh go beyond what scripture says and it's not a not a prescriptive so we should always be in the right. light yes right. Uh, right but the light represents something to christians here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the light represents something to people of god and so because of who we are uh as we gather as god's people something We've talked about this before on this podcast. Something decidedly different is taking place mm -hmm. in the gathering of God's people in corporate worship than at any other gathering of human beings. Yes, yes. Um, and we are being, I mean, First Peter 2, again, talks about how we are being like living stones being built up as a spiritual house. Mm. Like, that's what's happening as we gather together, as God forms these people together. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, it's not just me and God. Yeah. It's God and his people. Yep. Um, and to to help us be reminded of that, I think light is really helpful. Yeah, it is. And like, oh, wow, there are other people here. It says, yeah. it says something to us. Yeah. I went back and checked in Exodus where the you know one of the plagues was bringing darkness mm -hmm. over Egypt. And in uh, Exodus 10, 22, it says, Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven, and there was pitch darkness in all the land of Egypt mm -hmm. three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days, but all the people of Israel had light where they lived. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just thought, well, that's the distinction. Yeah. And then a couple other verses in the New Testament, Ephesians 5, verse 7, therefore do not become partners with them. He's talking about unbelievers. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. That's, mm -hmm. that's probably enough to, to make the point that there is a really <laughs> strong, consistent theme of, of God being light and then his his showing his light to his people through dwelling in them so that we are legitimately or, or accurately called the children of light. Mm -hmm. So Wait, and, and with that though, I think it's it's so counter counterintuitive to our, I think, Western rationalistic minds, uh scientific minds. Um so we it's but we want to see the world through through the eyes of Scripture, um, and see the world <laughs> as true. the Bible talks yeah. about the world. And so we live in this world that that it's not just we look at the sun and it's not just mm. this uh, uh, burning ball of gas that lights up our mm. earth. Yeah, mm. it's a symbol right. of the Son of Righteousness, yes. Yes. who rises with healing in his wings. Yes, mm -hmm. I mean, it's so we sh that's how. The Bible wants us to see these things, yeah. and so when we talk about light, it—I mean, the, this whole conversation—I think for some might might seem a little like this is a little out there, <laughs> but I think we think far more like the world than we do like the Bible, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what we want to—that we want to have conversations around that, and we yeah. want to encourage one another in that direction, and uh, let us be more God-aware, more Scripture-aware, even in how we think about 
lighting on Sunday yes, mornings. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. It's something that does have an effect on us. I mean, David, you mentioned earlier the you know the mood of a service. Lighting can be used to affect a mood, mm-hmm. uh, one way or the other. I mean, as music can. But what we want to do is affect people with the glory of God in the face of Christ, mm-hmm. using the the power and uh, His Word, the power of His Word. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, when we use physical elements to accomplish what the Holy Spirit wants to accomplish through His Word and the Gospel. Then we move into idolatrous areas where we're saying, we need this to encounter the Lord. Yes. No, you don't. I mean, we think of the scenes in the Gospels where people were in awe of Christ, sometimes because of his teach, uh, because of his signs and wonders, but often because of his teaching. Yeah. Just because of what he said. Mm -hmm. And we, we, circumvent that, we, we go around it, we short-circuit that by using physical means to bring about a certain experience in people. Uh, they can help, they can compliment, they can support, but they should never take the place of it. Yeah, that's very good. Um, so reasons to turn the lights up. If you're in a church, and especially if you're leading in the church, if you're not the leader, don't just go in and start like turning the light switches on. <laughs> hey, can I take over this board here? Well, uh, maybe, maybe you can and see if maybe. anybody notices. <laughs> um, we've mentioned some already, yeah. and uh, I'm going to start with one, just the fact that it's clear when we gather, we are gathered as God's people to not only hear to be addressed from the Word of God, but to speak to one another. Yeah. Both Colossians 3, Ephesians 3.16, Ephesians 5.19, talk about the fact that we are teaching and admonishing one another. We are addressing one another as we sing, which involves not only hearing them, but but seeing them. And even as a leader, uh, I, I'm just a part of the congregation. If I'm in the band, I'm just a part of the congregation. So I want to be able to see who's out there. Mm-hmm. And I know, I've, well, I've been in contexts where that's, that's difficult. I can't see beyond the first few rows. Yeah. Now, if it's a concert, Okay, that's fine, you know. But on Sunday morning, I want to see the church. I want to see mm-hmm. who's there. So the the idea of keeping the lights down in you know ninety five percent of your congregation seems to go against that idea of yeah. we're here to to speak to one another. Yeah, it so, does make it does make a distinction too between what you're doing outside the gathering and then when you come into the gathering. It's like you're fellowshipping and talking, but when you come into the room, it's, okay, well, there's one focus, and it's right in front of us. And I'm saying that yes, when the yeah. lights are up, it just, there's no break in between us, like mm, saying, doing mm, the one another's mm, mm. anywhere else than the, yes. the gathering that we're in currently. Yes. No, that's a good point. How would you respond to uh, someone who might be listening, and they um, have and this is kind of a broad, broader question, but they have the lights down for production purposes because one of the groups of people they're primarily serving are those who are watching online or watching by video in another mm, space. Mm. And so they're thinking about edification. Yes. And we want to build up the people that are participating yes. in this. And so we do have uh, more... Um, uh, lighting informed more by production principles yes, uh, yes. for that purpose. How would you 
respond to them or how should they be thinking about lighting? I appreciate the fact that you talked about their heart for doing it because that always comes first. Why are you doing what you're doing? And if, if our, our why doesn't go beyond, well, everybody's doing it or it looks good. We, yeah. we, or we can. Or we can. We can do this. That's right. Yeah. We need to repent and, and humbly go to Scripture and say, okay, what are some more theologically-based reasons that I can do this? So you talk about edification, mm-hmm. and, and that may, may very well be the reason why someone wants good lighting, so they can make the people reviewing it online. So it'd be a better experience for them. I, I don't know if we've done a... <laughs> I feel like I've been set up here. Um, I don't know if we've done a podcast on this, but we certainly should. Mm-hmm. And that would just be the whole idea of the gathered church is not is not gathered online. It's gathered physically in one place. And yeah. I, I pray that those who are leading congregations and listening to this recognize that your meeting, your service isn't designed for YouTube. It isn't designed for Instagram. Mm-hmm. It isn't designed for Facebook. It's designed for the people who are gathered there. Yeah. And it was interesting during yeah. COVID how many churches kicked, ratcheted up their, you know, mm-hmm. technical production things, capabilities. Production capabilities. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Because they wanted it to look good. I appreciated the churches, and we were probably one of them who didn't do a ton. I mean, we, we've tried to figure out what we're supposed to do. We didn't do a ton to make it look great, because it's not the gathered church. Mm-hmm. It's you know, You're watching this, and we're not together. <laughs> so it's not the gathered church. When we gather as the church, that's our focus. Mm-hmm. So I'd say do what you can to, to make that, you know, visible. I mean... Again, who's this for? Yeah. Why aren't these people yeah. coming? And yep. People have talked about shut-ins. And, well, and I think there yeah. should be that category primarily who, and this is the point you're making, primarily who we're serving are, are those people gathered. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. we should always be thinking mm-hmm. about that first and foremost. And, and I think in what you're sharing, it also, as an aside, highlights how we think differently about our live recordings yes. than yes. a corporate gathering. So yes. so every uh, song we've released on, on video that I'm aware of, at least in the last... 10 years, they're all for the purpose of recording that video, yes. recording yeah. that song yes, yeah. for distribution to serve yes. individuals and churches and yes. people and stuff. Yes. Um, and so, and then secondarily from that, there's this other context that we've, we, we've brought people together in and there are people there and we do want to serve them. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's not like we don't care about them, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but they're a part of what we're doing on that broader, broader uh, purpose of Christ exalting songs and training for the church through the church. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not just recording what we do on a Sunday morning. No, that's not what we're right. doing. No. And if we did, I, I wouldn't want to listen to it. Well, and that's, <laughs> that's the thing. That's what has driven. You know, I think if people who have followed Good Song Grace Music recognize that over the years our videos have gotten better because we just recognize if a song is going to travel, a lot of people will initially see it or hear it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And if the production value is terrible, there's a good chance, even if the song is great, they're not going to spend much time. Ah, oh, yeah, it doesn't look very good. Right. But we don't want to overdo it so that people would say, oh, well, you know, it's got to look like this. Or, yes. You know, or they're going, for, we don't want that to be a distraction from the song itself. Right. So, you know, there's, that's a balance that, that we look for. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we've, we've gotten better and hope to continue. But, in that. I mean, 
I think to highlight even this conversation, we're always talking about yes how we're doing what we're doing, why we're doing what we're doing. Yes. And, and one of the things every I've, project we're having that conversation yes. again. Yes. And one of the things I've said to uh, you know, the video producers is we don't want the lights out in the congregation, mm-hmm. which yeah, so we've we've worked for you know balance as well. Where does that thirty percent, fifty percent? You know, just I want people to see that we value this this congregation. But there is a place where if you if they're all up, it it just doesn't look that great. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's been the tension that we've we faced. Um, another point about uh, just why it's a good idea it, you know people talk about this idea of being comfortable and not wanting people to feel conspicuous the, the gathered church is like the one place of all places on earth where we should not be ashamed to proclaim the name of Christ mm-hmm. and if we if we're ashamed there we're going to have a lot of trouble proclaiming the name of Christ outside those walls right so we want to encourage people to to have the heart that okay here I can really be I can be outward I can be exuberant I can be expressive about my love for Christ my praise of Him and that's that's what the Psalms model. Yep. There's never this you know when I'm with other people I'm gonna kind of tone it down. <laughs> Hide your light under a bushel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, it's my heart is steadfast with God. I will sing and make melody with all my being. Yeah. Psalm 108, mm-hmm. verse 1. Yeah. You know, wake, O harp and lyre, I will awake the dawn. You know, he's not even waiting for the instruments to start him, you know, so he can worship. No, he's saying, instruments, get going. I want to worship <laughs> the Lord. You know, so it's that kind of culture. We may take time to nurture that kind of culture, but that's the kind of culture we want to create and, mm-hmm. and feed into and encourage people in. Like, you're here, we're, we're just a bunch of ordinary people yep. who have a glorious Savior. Look around. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just, we're just ordinary people. It's not, we're not trying to create some experience that, that we become different here. No, Jesus lives inside us by His Spirit, mm-hmm. and we get to yep. sing God's praise together because of Christ. What a glorious thing that we that we get to do this. So. It's, it's implied in what you're saying, but we, so we shouldn't be embarrassed to proclaim the name of Jesus. Yes, we also shouldn't be embarrassed because of who we are, and I think mm-hmm. that's a part mm-hmm. of it too. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like I do. I want to. I don't want anybody to notice me. I want to come, kind of come here and and hide. Yeah, um, and it could be guilt could be shame. I mean, there's any number of reasons why somebody could, you just are aware, I don't have it all together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you're the very person that Jesus came to save. Yeah. Died to yes. save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he says, come all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so it's it's the the lonely and the worn down and the tired and the exhausted and uh, yes. they're the ones, which is all of us, yeah, who are able to come and receive Jesus as their savior. Mm-hmm. And so like we sh- there there sh- that's that's the invitation to us all. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes. so we don't need to hide when we come of, of all the places in the world that we could come this is the last place we need to hide. Yes. Uh, because well Jesus has made a way through his blood um, for us to approach God. Yes. And what a gift that is. Amen. So well a final word if to those who are thinking, yeah, we got to change this. Don't go in Sunday and just like Turn all the lights nah, up. turn them on. Yeah, I'm, just I'm on. saying turn them on. I mean, it, it's like it, a Band-Aid. Just, just, just rip it off. Rip it off. Turn Take them on. time to teach people about the nature of the gathering and why we're doing what we're doing and yeah. how 
you know, we have been doing things that don't really encourage that or support that or, or speak to that. So we want to we wanna give you the opportunity to experience the joy of being a congregation yeah. by mm-hmm. being able to see each other. Amen. But over time, because the... You know, the, doesn't mean you can't have a candlelight service. Doesn't mean you know there there aren't times to use lighting and or you have to throw out you know go burn all your lighting equipment. <laughs> it's just mm. using it in a way that that maxima emphasizes what God has said we are mm. when we gather. We are a group of ordinary people who have been changed by an extraordinary mm-hmm. Savior, and because Christ lives in us, His Spirit is in us. We are together joyfully singing his praise, giving him glory, and encouraging one another as we do it. And it's just such an amazing thing. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. I've got one more story to share. So in my church, Grace Church, I don't think I've shared this before. I hope not on the podcast. Um, if you come on a Sunday, you'll be able to experience both darkness and light (laughs) because at the school cafeteria every Sunday for some unbeknownst reason, we have the lights, they're on. And then all of a sudden they just turn off, and no one, no one knows. And so we have a we have somebody stationed, ready to go, turn them back on. So we get the darkness and the light. But a, a few Sundays ago, we were singing a song. I can't remember what song it was, but it spoke about uh, the darkness when Jesus died, and and right then the lights turned out. And I, and I was leading the singing, and I'm like. People are gonna think I planned this or something. This is like so cheesy, oh and uh, and so then somebody goes and turns back well, turns them back on, and it's right as like the light of Jesus shines forth as he rises from the grave. So that's our uh, our production. That's like good. all out. That is something you could was, add to your services. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, for sure. You know, I hate to say this, but that's been happening at Sovereign Grace Church of Louisville. All the, the time. <laughs> And we think it's kids that's that's pushing it to uh, switches that they could push but... security. <laughs> yeah, we need to do a better job. Anyway, we hope this has been helpful. Thank you, Darren, for submitting that question. Yeah, absolutely. Too. Yes. And yes. submit other questions. Yes. Darren, you especially, but other people can yes, too. Yes, other people can <laughs> too. Thank you so much for joining with us. Yes. And uh, we will be back. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.